0: Under 100. Folks, welcome back to the Keep It Under 100 podcast. Your hosts are with you tonight. Myself and AJ. AJ, what's
1: up? Did your brain stop working for a half second there? Yeah, it did. I was thinking too far ahead. Huh. How I'm, you feeling? I'm much better than I was on Sunday. Well, we will get into why
0: you felt so terrible on Sunday, but uh, we also need to talk about. We also played Forest Dunes. We got to talk about the summer of Tony Finau, or a couple weeks the couple of weeks of couple Tony, weeks Finau. Tony Finau. And we have a lot of uh, a lot of live updates that we got to talk about as well. Plus, we have the. I guess we can start off with. Uh,
1: we have league playoffs. A lot
0: of state of the game to get into. Let's start off with that. So we have league playoffs this week in our uh, our St. Clair Shores league. We have uh, you in a playoff match with uh, Yacht coming yeah. up. Getting uh, Some would strokes. say
1: he's playing some of the best golf, and I've played some of the worst golf I've played in uh, recent weeks.
0: Yeah, it's different circumstances, though. He played much better on Monday, which we'll get into, but Yacht is coming off of a 100 par at St. Clair Shores the last time he was there.
1: 69, nice.
0: And then we're also looking at a Mike Short and Matt Fortuna
1: matchup in the 3-6 seed. I feel like everyone's just writing Fortuna off and... I'm right there with those people. I think Mike well, Short's I going to win. I think it's a
0: good... I think the handicaps are about right because Mike's playing really well. But I think giving Tuna five in that situation is going to be... It all depends on what Tuna shows up. Because Tuna could very easily go out and shoot like a 95 and just get smoked. It's be but really also hard, wouldn't really surprise really me
1: if he shot 85 and... Takes Mike. him to pound down?
0: No, I don't... I think it'll be close, but... I feel like Mike's playing the best golf of his life right now, and he's putting really well. So yeah, he snuck his way into the playoffs by putting, putting his wee little dick off. So I'm I'm gonna say Mike takes that one. You and Yat, I really have no idea. Eight strokes does not seem like enough. I did beat Yat straight up in a nine hole match. Yeah, and you were within three or four of him on Monday when we played Forest Dunes, but. Eight strokes in general just does not seem like enough for you I playing agree. against Yacht, but we'll see. I think I got to shoot like 83 and under to win. We'll see. We'll see if Yacht, which game shows up, and we'll get into Forest Dunes. But first, <laughs> so we if you saw our Instagram at all, at 100 underscore, keep it under, or the Twitter, AJ and I teamed up in uh, the duel at the loop at Forest Dunes on Sunday. Um, before we get into how we played, the the course, let's talk about the course itself, because I
1: mean, we the talked course about, is
0: awesome. we, the course is amazing. I like it a lot. We talked about this so much during the round that the attitude with which you approach that course determines everything. because if you go in and you're, you know, you're expecting to one either play a really good round, or you're expecting to not get any bad bounces or miss you know misread the speed home, of a certain putt. you might as well home. not even play.
1: Now the course is I mean it's it, I always describe it as it's usually the most fun I have while just getting my ass kicked by a golf course.
0: I, I would agree the, we, the, the, the one thing that we talked about a lot was the line for like a perfect shot and a terrible shot like is so razor thin. Like, there are f- most pins on that course are, I mean, you have a f- four- to five-yard window that you have to land it in if that ball is going to be anywhere close to the hole.
1: Otherwise, you're I pro- would say it's smaller than that even. Because, like, if you you have that, like, little fringy area in front of all the greens, that just... Where everything gets caught s- up. It's like Velcro. Yeah,
0: and depending on the pin, you could either have a real short chip or even a putt from the fringe. Yeah. But, but you're if you go too long, you can just run it. Yeah, right Yeah, you're past. another five yards of if you most of those pins. If you land it anywhere near the pin, you're either on the back of the green or over the green.
1: Yeah, unless if you're hitting just a moon ball, right? That just craters that hard ass green. Yeah, it's so you're not attacking to,
0: to back up for a sec. So for those that have not played the loop at Forest Dunes, it is the first ever reversible golf course in the U.S. Yes. Designed by Tom Doak, and it is exactly what it sounds like. The 18th green is the same in both directions, but every other green adds up to 18. So you play it clockwise one day, counterclockwise the other day. That's how they rotate every day during the golf season.
1: Unless if you're playing on the 31st.
0: Unless um, if you're playing in the, Doom the month. month. In which case, you play both directions in the same day. And you're walking. And you have to walk for 36 holes. Which so ends up being just about 15 miles. Yeah. So it, so basically, like you're teeing off from the same spot, but you're just hitting it in different directions. So the, the first green one day is the 17th green the yeah. next day second green is the 16th green the next day and so on. And so you get a forth. chance
1: you got to go up there and play it back to back. It's just yeah. You crazy. have you
0: have to see it both ways to truly appreciate like how cool it is. Yeah. Cuz you find yourself like for our sake we were playing a competition so we were like trying to scout both ways. Both ways as you're playing it the one way you're like, "Well, where are we come like you get so lost on every hole cuz you're like, "Wait a minute. Where the hell did I come from on this hole last time?" And it, it was easier for me to just treat it as two completely course. separate rounds of course, or rounds of golf, and then when you get on or near the green, start to try to remember like yeah where, where this slopes. falls off, where like, the slope is, how fast it is. Super exaggerated,
1: I think like what hole four on the red routing, and hole fourteen with that huge sloped green. Yeah, it's like you look at it and you're like oh there's not a ton of slope there, and then the ball just goes like crazy and it ends up like being affecting both. Like, once you get to the green, you're like, so, okay, I remember this now.
0: So there's a red routing and a black routing. We played the red routing first, which, according to the slope and everything and the course rating, the red is the harder of the two. According to my score, the black
1: was the harder of the two.
0: Yeah, I don't... Which usually which, isn't the case for me. Yeah, but some I, I would say a lot of that has to do with the fact that, one, you're walking 36 holes. It was the second round of the day. If you looked at any tee box on the second 18 throughout that round it it looked like a like a meth lab or something just a bunch of people laying on the ground it was (laughs) like it it was a rough walk and 36 holes and just getting your ass kicked by the course itself it's it's the guys guys that carried
1: their own bags while walking those guys are are sociopaths yeah
0: we we brought caddies with us shout out to mike yacht and kyle wilson for uh pushing our carts around caddying for us and pushing uh, our pull carts for us for 36 holes that was and they were wanting to die too and they wanted to die as well but um so we played the red first and the holes that stuck out to me one of them and i don't i drew a line i i did like best holes and hardest holes but the funny thing was a lot of them were the same holes i thought yeah. um for instance, you could probably speak to how hard the 10th hole on the black course is. That which is a, a long par 5. The
1: hole is not hard. <laughs> it's two things happen. I hit a good tee shot. It was in the fairway. Pulled my second shot. And we if we had more time and more daylight, we probably could have found it. But at that point, we couldn't find it. So then the guys in our group were like adamant that we stick to the rules hundred percent you know it's best We weren't gonna use my shot so I had to walk all the way back to Well let's let's not fault the
0: guys we played with for for your terrible dead leg swing that you made all day.
1: No, it wasn't all day. And that wasn't a dead leg swing. That was a pull. But that just threw my vibe off and I took a twelve on that hole. <laughs> you, had, you had a few bunker shots on that hole. It was I think you went bunker to bunker. Uh no I just didn't get out of the bunker. Yeah, that's right. So that hole though is notoriously like of the times I've played there, like I think I've taken a ten at once before and like an eight. But also earlier this year when we played that routing, I birdied the hole. So like I've had success there. It's just that was a combination of body so, fatigue and frustration.
0: So I had that noted as one of the one of the holes that I enjoyed the Both most ways. so yeah, so it was a long par five. Why, this course in general is mostly wide fairways, and as long as you keep it within the within the goalposts, so to speak, if you do that, you're you're fine. But when you get off of the fairway, there is no rough; it goes straight to heather, which can be kind of the wispy stuff where it it's easy to find your ball. Like but it most super of it, thick most of played. it is thick, and your ball is dead. Doa. Um, but that that ten eight combination of ten on the black and eight on the red was awesome because that green was basically like two tiered a huge slope basically left or right and going away from you on the par five. So almost no and a huge bunker in the front. So almost no chance to Giant get bunker. it get it close or on in two from the par five. And from the right which was number eight on the red. It was a long par four where you're approaching uphill of that green and it's all back to front. So it was a cool concept from both directions. I really liked that hole. Um,
1: a lot of the greens work like you'd think it'd be tough for having to work so well going both routings, but like I couldn't. You can't really. You're hard pressed to find like a green that's like, all right, this is stupid from one direction and perfect from the other direction. They seem to like. They were kind all mesh yeah. very well. It was
0: a good mesh. There was only one green, and I can't think of it right now, but there was only one green where it was towards the end of our round. I want to say it was maybe number seven. The one that you you had a birdie on, actually, I think. No, you birdied number four. It was number four. That oh, whole, with
1: the uh, bunker in the front, and it kind of kind barrels in. In, in it's between like the,
0: a, the, the fairway like kind of. kind of bowls in between the the bunkers. Yeah. It was just a weird setup, and it looked like a hole where, like, okay, this is a reversible golf course, and we have to make it work. I love that.
1: I love that direction on the black.
0: It was fine. That was just the only time I thought about it. Like, it didn't bother me. Yeah, because five's
1: the par three after that, right? Correct. Which, that's another cool green both ways in. Yeah.
0: A lot of long par threes. Um, The one that I wanted to point out was... The par three we played really early uh, it was number eleven on the red, which was playing. It was about two twenty, and it was a three tiered green, and the pin was all the way on the top on the back right.
1: Oh, where I ended up in the bunker. Yeah, yeah,
0: that green was brutal. Yeah, I think I two it. two I mean, of the I'm guys in parted. our group. Shout out to uh, to Tim and Andy.
1: Tim the, and uh, Al. No, it was Andy. I know, but the, o- the old the older
0: fellows that Al. played with us on. Uh, in the first round, two members of our group putted from the kind of the bottom left of the green, and they left it on the second tier, and it never made it all the way up. You and one of the other guys. Yeah, me and who's the guy that we disliked the most? Tim. No, like he was yelling Tim. It was the other guy who was just very loud. But, they, I mean, they were good dudes. Just like, uh, was it Jason and Todd. Todd. Were the guys we played with in the afternoon on the on the black course, um, number five on the black. So that um, oh, the par three. The par three. That yeah. was a cool. That was another like two tiered green. Well,
1: that's one that you can like come in from the right. if the flags are on the left there. You, you can come in on the right and almost like ride the wall. Yeah, there's a the huge green.
0: slope along the back of the green. And you that can just, just play of it off.
1: Filter of it right back, kind of down. It's just
0: amazing to me. They can have so many of those holes where there's a backstop from one direction. And then you don't even notice the backstop on the other yes. ru- other routing. It's it's insane. It is just...
1: You did have the unique experience of having two eagle putts on two different holes from the exact same almost spot. Almost the
0: same spot, yeah. So that was uh, 12 on the red.
1: And six. and six on the black, so both short par fours. It was a really cool no, green. No, one short par a, four, one's par five.
0: From one direction, it's a really long, thin green, and from the other direction, it's a really wide and short, green. short green. But so the twelve on the red was our third hole of the day. That was a really short par four. It was playing, I think, 280, 275, seventy five, two eighty. And then on the six on the black, it was a long par five. Yes and hit it to the different winds I think it was straight downwind in the afternoon it was kind of a crosswind in the morning there wasn't a lot of wind in the morning but eagle putt from the same spot and I managed to misread it in the afternoon even though the putt was from almost the same spot
1: didn't you three putt the par five version
0: I three putted the par five version I two putt birdie on the par four version it was just a lot faster than I was expecting both times that I hit the putt. <laughs> I just happened to make the 8-foot comebacker on in the morning, missed it in the afternoon. But that was a cool hole. Number 1 is cool on both routings.
1: So you have, yeah, number 1. Long on, par 4 on the black. On the black. Long par 4, and it kind of goes downhill to uphill. You have waist bunker left, waist bunker right, so you kind of want to. If you if you can miss anywhere you want to miss right because that waist bunker on the right's further and you use it like the wider yeah. fairway. But if you miss right, you have a very terrible and it goes angle. way downhill and then yeah. way back uphill. Terrible angle in if you're right though. Right, and the green's kind of like it's almost like a yeah
0: area. like a tabletop almost. Yeah. It does fall off in every direction. And then uh, one on the red is a kind of mid-range par four, but same thing. It goes. It's kind of a blind landing yeah. area on your tee shot, way downhill, bunch of big waste bunkers, and then way back uphill. To what was an insanely tucked pin that was well, a, like, that was one of the craziest pins of the day? Is that pin on one
1: and seventeen?
0: One, uh, so seventeen black, which was a par five.
1: Yeah, and one red. Where you had the par five was that par five? Sweet,
0: crazy runoff in both directions, especially that front right
1: pin. Yeah, once the last uh, the last time I played, what so seventeen black? So this this past year, mm-hmm. I had like. You, you know like sh- if you're looking at the pin from one and you're if you're short sighted in the green there,
0: one on red. One
1: on red. I had I was right there for like an eagle and ended up taking a bogey in the hole. If that tells you anything about the greens, is I mean that's it's almost like a death trap kind of. You go too it long is. on it.
0: Yeah, um you're almost better off leaving it in that sticky stuff just short of the green. Yeah, just to make sure that you know you don't go down the fall off and then you have. Thirty yards, and then we had one guy putt it from thirty yards off the green. I hit, tried to hit like kind of a spinny wedge, and still ended up with ten feet.
1: Jason, the guy in the second group who loved putting off the green, was a very good putter. He was
0: very good at judging that speed. I just that's not my, it's not how I play. I don't like to have to judge the speed through that sticky stuff. And that's a lot harder for me.
1: Yeah, I'd much rather chip over that sticky stuff. Yeah, exactly. There are a couple of shots that like we both hit that if. You're like, oh, I'm gonna land it like just short of the green in the fringe, and, and then, like, it just you have, like, sticks a, up. You have like a mental block. You're like, oh yeah, I can get it. I can have it bounce up and up, but this stops.
0: That well, that's a pro- That's why that cor- what makes that course so challenging is it's it's so exacting from every aspect of your game. Like I would say, the easiest thing about that course is the driving.
1: Yeah, like big, wide fairways, generous
0: fairways. There's no rough. Roll. If it's not in the weeds, you're in the fairway. So that's the most generous part, but it only gets harder, and you have to think on every shot from there. Yeah, because your iron shot has to be exacting because it's a tiny window. You could you could run it up from from short of that fringe area. Like if you hit fairway, you'll get a bigger yeah, bounce. bounce over but the if you get within like okay. that five six yard fringe section of the green, it sticks and it doesn't bounce up there.
1: Just dies. Right. There's and a couple wedge shots that you had that probably would have saved us maybe two or three strokes over on the day that you like right thought you hit perfectly and it's like that just kills it and it stops it yeah but know, then you shorter
0: and it and it's like we said it's so exacting because even if you're 20 yards from the green your chip shot still has to be perfect otherwise you have no chance of getting close to the hole
1: yeah you can't miss hit yeah and like end up okay because like right so there's if, some if you courses. Hit, some courses you can thin a chip and like it'll end up perfectly. You thin a chip right. there, it's just yeah, you gone. N-
0: it's not enough spin to, just to stop it. You have to you have to control your trajectories and your spin on that course, or otherwise you have no chance.
1: None.
0: There, there, we talked about this a couple of times. Like, what if we did the Slater Cup up at that oh, course? Be, be, we're talking seven-hour rounds. Like, we have we get kicked off. We have a few friends that. Chipping is not so much their strong suit. Could you
1: imagine Frank Camphor chipping on around the? Yeah, players? we're gonna we're gonna have to talk to Frank <laughs> about
0: that because I would pay so much money. I'd pay for his round just to watch him play that course and finish ball in the hole <laughs> on every hole to see what he would shoot.
1: Uh, it would He'd be,
0: be better uh, off putting. Like he would have to putt it from fifty yards off the green.
1: Yeah, I should have. I know my putting was terrible the first round.
0: Duh, let's not even talk about. Let, all right, let's get into it. We'll, we'll talk about. Let, I was. Awful let's get into that. Build. By talking about like best shot, worst shots, so let's let's do the bad first. And the Where bad, do want to start? the bad was
1: my putting. Your putting in the in first, the first round. round was atrocious. So
0: if we look at the red,
1: I'll just the, explain it simply for everyone. I had two four putts and five three putts.
0: Simply stunning. Somehow just, he somehow he only shot a one hundred and three.
1: With, with probably forty five putts. Oh, at least, yeah. Half my round. Well, how many putts.
0: was that right there? What would you say? Five, three putts. That's 15. And two, four putts? 23 putts. That's 23 holes. putts on seven holes. You had another 12 holes where you didn't have many one putts.
1: No, I think I made one or two one putts at so most. So let's say
0: you had two. That's 25 putts. And you had another... Nine holes. Nine holes.
1: 18, 43 putts. Yeah. I would say I was probably at 45 putts. I would
0: say 45. That's impressive.
1: And then I putted better in round two...
0: Hold on. So, so to contrast that, I had no three putts. I had one, two, three, four, five, eight, one, six,
1: putts.
0: seven, eight. I had nine one putts <laughs> and nine two putts. So that's eighteen. I had twenty-seven putts to Here. your forty-five.
1: I mean, even if I had just got rid of the four, four
0: putts, putts, made them
1: two putts. Yeah, I made those two putts.
0: That would have been nice.
1: Down to a ninety-nine. And then round two, fatigue. Just
0: a, a just a rough
1: start. Rough start.
0: You are out of position. Had to take the drop. Couldn't get out of the bunker. Took ultimately took a twelve. Yeah, not on, good on the first hole. And meanwhile, I hit mine in the rough. No, no, I was in a, a waste bunker. Went to another waste bunker. Hit it just short of the green. Ended up making seven. So we started off, we had 19 strokes between the two of us on the first hole. <laughs> it, was, it was not a good start. We of front
1: nine was atrocious for me.
0: We kind of righted the ship, but ultimately I didn't play quite as well. I played really well in the morning. Honestly, I don't think I could have played much better. You played great in the morning. I hit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I hit nine fairways. I didn't hit a lot of greens. I only hit four greens in regulation, but I only had 27 putts. So my chipping was really good, and I made a lot of key par putts. Only made one birdie in the
1: morning. It seemed for me the the part of my game that had been weaker, I thought, up until this weekend of, like, irons and wedges was better than tee and putting for me. That
0: was better than everything. That was. It was a complete inverse of how I would say you normally play with hitting most fairways and putting well.
1: And I did... Not
0: figuring the rest out, you did exactly the opposite.
1: Which I'm glad. I mean, I struck my irons very well, especially the, when we get into the four students round, I feel like...
0: I think two different times, at least two times, maybe three, you hit your ball and it went so far into the trees, you're like, all right, provisional. And then you hit your provisional in the trees again and we had to go find one of them. Yeah. I think it happened twice.
1: It did, and we found... It was on the first tee.
0: It did happen on the first tee. That was
1: actually a really good tee shot this it just overcorrected and pulled the. Dick you were out of there. you were
0: just right in the middle of the of no man's land with tee shots. You were lining up to play the big fade, and you were hitting it dead straight. And then when you lined up straight, you were hitting Playing the balloon the ball. Fade. You were ballooning it to the left. Yeah. So you were searching, but um, I mean I played well in the morning. Didn't play as good. Started off double double in the afternoon. Just didn't make any birdies. Had a couple kind of lazy. I did have a three putt and a four putt in the afternoon. So
1: welcome to the four puck club. That didn't help,
0: but it was still a, an eighty to your
1: Don't uh, say it.
0: To your <laughs> to your one fourteen. It was not good. <laughs> it was a one fourteen <laughs> with a twelve, a nine and three sevens on the back nine. <laughs> well, it was our front nine. Yeah, our front. So overall I I wouldn't say either of us played our best, but you just happened to play a nine holes of like your worst golf that you've played in a while.
1: Yeah, if we if we get into this next year, we definitely need to go ahead and not forget our snacks. Yeah. And true. Our liquid IVs, because I was pretty sure we we're all very calorie calorie deficient. The, by the time uh, we finished everything.
0: The the preparation for walking thirty six holes is just like it's got to be there. Like you have to be ready to do it. I underestimated. And, yeah.
1: The the toll walking. That much while playing golf, and not just with like being hot too. Not
0: even just mentally, but like the it has an impact on your swing.
1: Yes, hundred percent.
0: All day, um, we are just getting belted with rain
1: right now. Yeah, so. you're gonna hear some raindrops.
0: Apologies. Um, Soothing. Did you have anything else on uh, on the loop before we move on to our next round?
1: No, love the root loop. Um, I do wish since it's not like a sanctioned event, I don't see why they don't have golf carts for it. You know, I get following, like, USGA to a T, like, for rules-wise, otherwise. I like it. I do. I Weeds
0: just, out the riffraff. Eh,
1: there's probably still some riffraff there. I mean, the one guy, when we got there, ordered three double vodka lemonades.
0: I would have loved to have seen that guy in the afternoon round.
1: Probably dead. They probably won. They, were like, <clears throat> they probably did.
0: So, it, it was awesome. They, <coughs> they put on a great event, and... I would definitely do it again, and I would. Hundred percent. I would go play that course once a month. It's my favorite course. It's a, it's amazing. Um, but we also hung out for the night and went and played.
1: I wouldn't call it what we did hanging out. I think we all fell asleep. Yeah, Within went, an hour. Di- would be we di- died.
0: Yeah. Went to went played to Forest Dunes. Went and played Forest Dunes on Monday. So
1: redemption, baby.
0: In my opinion. Forest Dunes is not as enjoyable as the loop.
1: Well, it's because you can find a course similar to Forest Dunes just about anywhere in up north Michigan. Yeah, it's not going to be as well kept. Yeah, I mean, the it's conditions not have to are green complexes. Conditions but. are
0: awesome. The pace of play is good because you just don't get as much play as some of those other resorts. I mean, they get the play, but they space out their tee yeah, times, times better. Are like 12, minutes. And we minute and spaces. we played out on Monday. Yep, that but helped. big big. Ballpark, Big bunkers. A lot of bunkers bunkers. and huge greens. I found
1: eight bunkers. Yeah. But I played well out of the bunkers. Yeah. With the exception of one hole, but then I chipped in for bogey.
0: Well, and I think we figured out that your putting style just works better when the greens aren't like glass.
1: Yeah, my putting style is to kind of hammer around home. And from 10 feet,
0: most courses, that's going to be perfectly fine. Like, especially when you're confident in your lines. But on a course like the loop...
1: If you're not confident in your lines or you just miss your line, you're...
0: You're toast. And Forest Dunes, they're fast compared to, like, everyday courses, but they're not the loop
1: fast. Correct, and that's why I played exponentially better. At one point, I I did have back-to-back birdies, and you just told me you are not allowed to celebrate after you the way you played yesterday. correct. So I, I didn't Absolutely. Even get the, I didn't even get the relish in my back-to-back rarities.
0: Absolutely correct. When the lights lights were on, you played like an asshole, and then <laughs> you made a bet against Yacht and decided to play golf on Monday. So.
1: Yeah,
0: 93. At a 93, I think Yacht came in 88 or 89, and I think I shot a 78, maybe.
1: And Yacht just kind of, like, gave up. After, like, the last five holes, Yacht was... In a dark spot it seemed like
0: He he was struggling. He ordered
1: four beers with five holes left. He did.
0: And he was uh he's usually very good off the tee and he was just struggling to keep it in play.
1: He had the barbecue open.
0: Yeah, he did. Gookie and Yacht's barbecue serving pole smoked drivers. Smoked
1: drivers.
0: But anyway. Great course, great course. Great trip. I would I would do it again.
1: Yeah. And I'm honestly surprised I was able to play golf on Monday because I thought I was going to cut my feet off on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I felt surpri- I felt so much better than I thought I was going to feel on Monday.
1: I felt terrible when I woke up, but like once we kind of got in like three holes in, I was like, All right, I feel yeah. normal again. The human body's amazing in its recovery. For right, right. Okay. What we did to ourselves.
0: So rewinding a little bit then to the summer of Tony Finau. At yeah. the Rocket Mortgage. so
1: Back-to-back wins.
0: Finau wins back-to-back, the 3M and the Rocket Mortgage. Uh, this was a stat I pulled on, I think, Saturday, so maybe after the Friday round, but from Justin Ray, the last eight rounds that Finau played, he was 44 under, 49 birdies, 5 bogeys, 86.8% ger, and he gained 24.97 strokes ball striking on the field
1: that, I mean, for someone who is not the greatest putter, that's how you... Officially... That's how you win.
0: Officially a heater, you might say. Yeah. He had a great quote after he won, it was like, it meant, It means a lot that my kids saw me win but also saw me fail, and he's like, a winner is just a loser who kept trying. Yeah. Which is awesome. Which is what you did. You were a loser on Sunday, and you kept trying, and you played player, better on Monday. And
1: I'm gonna be a winner on Sunday when I beat Yacht's ass.
0: I guess we'll see. Uh... A couple other just notable stats I had from Justin Ray. Uh, Cam Young finishes second. It's his seventh top three finish with no wins this year. The last time that happened was Payne Stewart in 93. Uh, then just a weird stat, obviously also from Justin Ray. Webb Simpson shot 66 on Thursday. That's his 185th round of 66 or better on the PGA Tour since 2010. 53 more than any other player on tour.
1: That's insane. Yeah, he just must have. Like, he must followed it up a lot with like seventy three.
0: I think he's one of those guys that picks the right courses for his game, and he just dominates those setups. Yeah, like he's not one of the longer guys, but he's a good putter. He's a good ball striker.
1: I followed this group around a bit when I was there on Thursday, and he was so, getting sticky with it.
0: So let's get into that a little bit. So you went Thursday, I went Saturday. Um, Detroit Golf Club, you know, in general. Not aesthetically, like... Like, the conditions were immaculate. Yeah,
1: perfect conditions, but it's not like a But course the course
0: in general, it's not like you get there and you go, wow, like, this setup a, is... It's, you know, your standard PGA Tour setup. It's an awesome Donald Ross, Ross design, like, protected raised the greens. greens are
1: the defense for that They're course.
0: They're the only defense, right. Um, big trees that don't seem to come into play a lot with how straight these guys hit the ball.
1: No, I mean, if you... If you Get a little wayward; they can be an issue, but it's not like they're they're so like overgrown or in the way that you can't get out of it.
0: Right. It wasn't like I didn't feel like it was like Harding Park, where if you get into the cypress trees or something, yeah, you're, you're screwed. Yeah,
1: you're putting it out basically.
0: But uh, anything anything notable as you were walking around on Thursday?
1: Um, I did just miss the Mark Hubbard hole in the one. Okay. While I was there, cause I his j-
0: his club drop hole in one.
1: Club drop hole in the one. Um, I mean the course is a. It's, it's fun just, like, walking a PGA event with, like, being able to see multiple groups. Because, like, when we went to the Waste Management, I just stood there drunk in a wedding dress. Mostly sober for this, so I walked H- around. And hashtag I followed, wedding dress guy. Yeah. I followed around, you know, a couple of groups, and you could, like, position yourself at a course like that where, like, the, the greens and the tee boxes are very close to one another, so you can watch people tee off and putt almost at the same time. Right. And kind of get a good view of, like, a lot of so I I like
0: the uh, they called it the tree house I was expecting something very different but it was basically just a grandstand with a views but you could see you could see the fifth green which was a par 3 mm-hmm. you could see the sixth tee box you could see the 7 green coming back down which was a par 5 and then on the other side you could see the tee shot for number 8 so you had distinct views of like Five different shots. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool.
1: Well, you mean you could pretty much do that all over that course again because how close? Like, yeah. everything's close course. Like, there's not a huge walk. Like the the one hole you you had like a big walk to like green the tee box. They use one hole from one of the other eighteen, so you have yeah. seventeen holes from one like 18. Might be like a number three, I think. Yeah, it's like th- it's it's on the front. It's on the front. Yeah, but I like those like similar to uh, to Rackham even. Like the holes going nine and eighteen are just like with those huge old clubhouses. Mm-hmm. It's such a good like this like finishing hole.
0: Yeah, eighteen. I that that is uh, like I like that you have the kind of the amphitheater vibe. Yeah, one eighteen. But it'd be nice like Riviera to be able to see the clubhouse. Yes, but Riviera is an exception, right? Because they have the the huge hill that acts as the amphitheater. Yes, but. Um, yeah the closing stretch is pretty cool like they i know they have the three one three challenge which is pretty which is those, cool those but that's closer. like what 14 13 14
1: 13, 15 13
0: 14 15 six i think 16's in there. i think it's 14 15 16 because 15's a par three
1: yeah so 14 15 16 yeah, yeah. um yeah par five par three par four.
0: but 17 gettable par five and then 18 is just a tough hole like you got a your tee shot's pretty simple if you hit it straight. green is gnarly. It's crazy how much front to back that, or it's, back to front that thing slopes.
1: It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like again, like if you ever go to that course, if you ever play it, like you're gonna like until you get to the green, you're like, you know, why didn't they go fifty under? Like, and you get to those greens, like that's the only small protection they have is the bunker placements, yeah. smallish greens that have a ton of undulation and slope.
0: Right. Who'd you uh? Who'd you follow around? Anyone so f- for an extended period.
1: followed the Ricky group oh. around.
0: Well, you had to while he was still there.
1: Yeah, while well, he was still there on Thursday. Um, and the Finau group.
0: Oh, you followed Finau.
1: So they are they're running, they're, they followed, they uh, one after another, and Cantlay was behind them. So you could, like I said, you could be at, I would place myself, like a lot of people would follow the entire group and go like all the way to the green, all the, way to the tee box. I'd kind of stay in the middle. Yeah. So you kind of see like, oh, I can see the putt here, but I can also see these tee shots going off. Right. So I was following those groups around until... I followed them until they basically got to that... Until they got to 17th, their 8th hole. And I stayed at the 15th hole and watched a bunch of okay. par 3 shots. Yeah, we
0: walked around a lot. We wanted to... We got there Saturday morning early and wanted to walk at least the whole course. See the whole course. So we walked the front nine. We saw... It was this weird running joke because just how we were walking, we kept running into the same group. And it was... uh. Kevin Streelman and Troy Merritt, the guy with the like the little soul yep. patch. Every single time we turned around, those guys were like right there. We followed them. We follow. We saw. Um. Patton Kazire and Luke Donald. Who were they with? No, this and, was and Saturday. Golden so was only two. Rivalry twosomes.
1: with Patton Kazire now, right?
0: Yeah. So <laughs> Patton Kazire was. He was almost in dead last. He was not having a good time. And we we were walking around the front. I want to say it was like number five. And we were like maybe 20 yards over the green, walking around the back of the green to go to the next tee box. And as we're walking, we hear someone yell, and we turn around, and it was Kazir's caddy just saying, Guys, hold up. So we were kind of barely in his peripherals, on the left, I guess, walking into his peripheral so that yeah. he had us hold up. No big deal. So he stepped off, went back, putted, missed the putt. Way to go. And You blew it. We, I think he was, like, looking down into the left, but it looked like he looked right at us. <laughs> he wasn't. I'm not saying Pat and was blaming us, but you know our... yeah, You know the Bobs is going to take that personal. Yeah,
1: he's now a Pat and hater for us. rest of his So life. we
0: went to the next hole... And Kazire just blows his tee shot miles right into the next fairway. Doesn't say anything to anybody, just walks under the ropes like very upset and just is walking through the crowd. So I got a great picture of Kyle just walking right next to Patton Kazire, and then Kyle claims that Kazire almost gave him a shoulder bump okay. as he walked by him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Patton Kazire did give me a golf ball while I was in my wedding dress, so I do like Pat and Kezire for that. So Kazire
0: gets up to his ball, this is on a par five. He decides to hit driver off the deck under the trees to try and get to the green he hits kind of a smothered one to the left doesn't get to the green it, it gets caught up in the rough somewhere on the left side and some fan was like that's a good shot there and Kazire doesn't even look up just says not for us <laughs> and just walks past him I mean so- that's
1: an incredible line to say though like You're getting you're getting respect. Like uh, the average golfer's like, dude, I wish I could do that. And he's just like, fuck you, asshole. Yeah, not for us. Idiot. That was terrible. Right. That's why you're not on the tour. (laughs) So
0: so we get at that point, we got up to that treehouse area, and Max Homa had just started his round and was making a run. He had birdied I think the first four holes, and then he had uh, stuck it on number five. So Homa was coming up, and we were in that treehouse area, so he was going to be. You know, the next four holes. In so range we, of your view. Right. So we stayed there, watched Homa go all the way through. Then we followed him for a couple of holes, but then we walked, went to the back nine to see if we could catch Zala, the end of Taurus's round. Sure enough, we run into Luke Donald and Troy Merritt again. <laughs> Turn around another time, and we Rider have... Rider Cup
1: captain Luke Donald.
0: Correct. We have uh, Patton Kazier and... Uh, wait, he was playing with Luke. Was Troy Merritt and Kevin Streelman. Anyway. Okay. Kazire and Luke Donald roll up 15. Kazire hits a bomb of a drive. And he's got a wedge. And we're walking down. And Kyle goes, I gotta get in his sight line. I gotta get some somewhere next to him. So we're outside the ropes, obviously, but we're in the middle, we're kind of halfway down the hole watching him hit this wedge shot. Chunks his wedge, leaves himself like a 40-foot putt. Throws his club like 10 yards. It bounces off the turf, almost hits him in the head. And you you can just hear Kyle, what a bitch. (laughs) You think Kazair hurt him? I don't think he did, but he was chirping at him. And then we saw him again, I think on 18. And Kyle wanted to get right next to him while he was hitting his bunker shot into 18. And he hits his bunker shot, pretty good shot. Hits the green, but spins back to the front. Yeah. And just is looking at his wedge like he wants to murder his wedge. He was just in a bad place. going to get kicked out of the Rock and Marge Classic one year. I'm pretty sure it was like approaching borderline like uh, blackjack dealer status, where
1: he he was becoming uh, what's the character's name in Happy Gilmore that is always like
0: I don't you, remember that guy's name, but
1: I know you're talking about. Yeah. Hey, you, wanna get, you want, to a, red lobster? want to get you want a Red Lobster Shooter?
0: Yeah, that guy. Jackass, yeah. Jackass. He, yeah, Kyle was very close to becoming that. But and if you haven't been to a PGA event, I would highly recommend it. I got some tickets from people at work, and uh, my dad had my dad go for the first time. My dad, and my brother went, yeah. and my dad fucking loved it. I was a boy; he would absolutely go again.
1: So. Especially like that course. It's not like you're not walking for days and days and days. Like it's a very
0: and manageable course to and get it's around. Probably on. the flattest course on the PGA Tour, so there's not a lot of yeah. Not you're lot not lot like enjoy. trucking it or anything. Yeah.
1: Okay. Good event.
0: Well, let's get into our good. weekly topic of live hate. Yeah, we gotta we gotta do our duty to uh, wrap it up to not live. to not let the the sports washing.
1: Uh, I'm offended you said something earlier me, it. that I have the same views as Greg Norman and Phil Mickelson, I do not appreciate. So that. there was a
0: lawsuit that was filed today. So there are 11 members that are now on live that are suing the PGA Tour, and then there's three members. That are filing a restraining order to allow them to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs, which will get thrown and out. <clears throat> hopefully, it will. But uh, just the the greed that comes through this is insane. Like I thought, they didn't want to play that much. They want that was their whole thing, right? They wanted to play less golf, spend more time with the family. So there's two two pieces to this. There's the fact that Liv announced. That next year, their 2023 schedule is going to be 14 events, 14 team events. And then there's going to be like, I think it was 14 or 15 other events spread throughout the world that are also going to be a part of this series or part of the Asian Tour affiliate. Yeah. And that some of these guys are going to be required to make other appearances. So on one hand, you have them shoving play less golf, spend more time with the family down our throats for two weeks straight. And now you're going to have the mandatory 14 live events. Who knows how many of the other Asian tour events they're going to have to play. Yeah. And then if they get their wish and they can play in the four majors, that's already 19 plus whatever they're going to play. It's a full PGA tour schedule. Yeah. Is what they're back to. So let's point out that they're full of shit about playing less golf. They just want a shitload more money. And apparently what they're getting from live is also not enough. Because now they also want to play on the
1: PGA Tour. They're all asshats. Did you see the uh, Shambo's Tucker Carlson interview? Yeah, it was obnoxious. With like the pizza place? The pizza analogy. Which yeah, is... like as if he was a customer of the PGA. Right, exactly. exactly. Just, it's. I liked Bryson and now he's dead to me.
0: I wouldn't say I ever really liked him. He was interesting, but now he's just a...
1: He's, he's donkey. A, he's just
0: a puppet. Absolute donkey! It's obnoxious. Hand up, disaster. Stenson was officially. I don't know if we mentioned it last week, but Stenson is officially out as the Ryder Cup captain. Like we said, Luke Donnell is in, and in his presser for Live this week after he won. This was before he won, Uh-oh. but yeah, he did win. Uh, side stat on that: from two thousand eighteen to twenty twenty two, he made one point eight million dollars or one point nine eight million dollars on the PGA Tour, and won four million in his first Live event. Hmm. Um, Now the 174th, 132nd, and 123rd ranked players in the world as of now have won the three live events. Um, To add on to that, this is from Dan Rappaport. Phil is now plus 40 in 11 rounds since joining live. You might be able to score better than Phil in live events. God, he is bad. Um, That's my question though is, why does Phil want to get back on the PGA Tour so he can pay his own expenses to pl- play for two days, miss the cut, and then go home?
1: I don't. I think it's they, just it's the,
0: a true. They have their cake and they
1: want to eat it too situation. And, and I now, th- I think this helps the PGA Tour because eventually you, the PGA Tour is either live dies, or somehow survives, and then the PGA Tour is going to have to let them play, or, or if they qualify for events. Who knows? They, they can drag play. this out now if it goes to court. For a year or two, and they're all going to be losing FedEx points and status. That like okay, well, the fe- they can let people back on. They're not even be able to play. for the They have to get sponsor exemptions. And yeah, shit. the status,
0: the status is one thing, but then there's also the, the the potential that if they get turned down, which I think they will, for official World Golf Ranking points, they're gonna then also try and sue about that. Yeah, and then that could get dragged out. In the meantime, all these guys, golf w- official World Golf Rankings, are tanking plummeting. And they don't qualify for anything. Yeah. So there's that aspect to it. But the announcement along with that said that they're going to have a 48-man set field with Asian Tour qualifying events. Um, but back to that Stenson presser. He said he made every arrangement possible to be able to fulfill his captain's duties for the Ryder Cup. Except for not joining Liv. Yeah. Yeah. Everything so, but you could have tried that, but that you main could, thing could have tried that, I guess. But it's a true "have their cake eat it too" situation. And now, I think the good thing is that now they're pissing off the PGA Tour players by yes. filing a lawsuit. Like enough of the guys, a lot of the guys on the PGA Tour, from what it sounds like, had the same sentiment. They were like, you know, I I get why they do it. It's a lot of money. I, I'm not making their decisions for them. It's not for me. But I get why they did it. I'm not gonna like badmouth people, you know. Do you some of these some of these guys are my friends? I'm I'm still gonna talk to them, but we have a difference of opinion. But now they're suing the PGA Tour, which means JT said it, uh, Max Homa said it, a bunch of Willie Z said it, Davis Love had a great interview today where he said it. You're now suing the players. Yeah. So Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau is suing. Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, JT, Willie Z, you're suing these players. So the money that's going to pay for these lawsuits is coming out of the PGA Tour and in
1: turn coming out of their pockets. Correct. So do you think this lawsuit's going to slow down some of the maybe fringe people who might go after the season? I think it depends. I, I think it'll
0: it'll slow down a lot of the mid-level guys. Because a lot of the mid-level guys it depends like they' because of the people that have already went to live a mid-level guy like I'm trying to think like Patton Gazi let's use Patton Gazire as an example. if Patton Gazire was offered 30 million dollars before and he said no yeah he's probably gonna get 5 million 10 million after the FedEx Cup at that point because yeah. the thought is that they'll have enough people that they won't need to just recruit and throw out money like that. Um, in the matter of like Cam Smith, like if they're going to give Cam Smith 130 million, and that's Cam Smith's number, Brett number, like at that point, does he care? He got a major, he got a players championship. At that point, does he care? Yeah. But I think it stops a lot of the mid-level guys from doing it because a lot of the mid-level guys probably aren't a, going to get a big enough payday to make to it where, worthwhile. To where if they can't play on the PGA Tour again, are they set for life? Yeah. And they also risk the risk that maybe they're not good enough to hang with Liv long term and they're going to get booted for somebody else later. Mm-hmm. Chase Kepka's there, so. But he probably signed a contract with Brooks, so. Who knows? It's all terrible. I didn't watch a single second of it and I didn't care to. I didn't either. I didn't even know it was on.
1: I actually didn't remember it was on either.
0: I saw enough on Twitter where David Faraday and Jerry Fultz made comments like, I don't think I've ever witnessed an event like this at at, uh, at Trump Bedminster. And David Faraday has announced Ryder Cups and major championships, so the fact that he is now completely full of
1: shit and lying on TV, then... Been... What do you mean? That atmosphere, of that team event is the... just enthralling. He probably had a fucking erection the entire time. You think so? Yeah, just... I mean, with competition like that... yeah. You don't see anywhere else like that. The Crushers, the the Uh, four
0: aces on a two tournament win streak now. For a team that was prearranged and Dustin Johnson's Dustin Johnson's. And Taylor Gooch and Pat Perez. Yeah, Pat Perez is Pat Perez living the dream right now. Yeah, he's done. He but he couldn't couldn't care less anymore. And not to mention Chucky Three Sticks, who had the comment that money didn't factor into the decision. Chuckie Three has made $42 million in his career on the PGA Tour. And rumor is that he got like a $40 million payday to go to live. But money didn't factor in. He was really going for the competition. Yeah. Those team events. It's, unbe- it's unbelievable. But we'll see where it goes. I mean, I'm really hoping that the rumor about the Australians and Hideki are not true. But... I think we're gonna have to wait until after the uh, new year, probably even. the FedEx Cup season and the, probably the Presidents Cup before we get answers to any of that. But in the meantime, I'm just gonna continue to ride for the guys that are on the PGA Tour and <clears throat> the week to week golf that actually has consequence and matters. Yeah. So we'll have Wyndham stuff out on Twitter. Yeah, keep an eye on Instagram or on Twitter at 100 underscore keep it under for our uh, our Wyndham picks, and then we'll have. Uh, more updates next week with uh, playoff results and Wyndham results and I'm sure some some live news. Most likely. But anyway, in the meantime, uh, AJ, don't kill yourself if you play terrible golf again. I won't. And everybody else, keep it under 100
1: when you grab all your buds and you about to hit the links when you take out a club and you about to hit a swing what you gon do shit what you mean keep it under keep it under under 100 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 we keep it under 100